If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Three, two, one. Do you know what I feel like doing? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Game Break. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things gaming. And today, I wanted to talk about the Halo TV series. But before we get into that, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Now... The Halo TV series that came to Paramount Plus was one that was pretty divisive. Me being a longtime Halo fan, it is one of the most pivotal series in gaming, in my opinion. And it this show could have really been a lot worse than it was. Now, there's going to be people that click off this already because they're saying, why would you justify that? It's bad. It's really bad. And to that, I'll say, well, let's let's dive into it more and be more subjective about it. So I want to talk first about the things the series did not need. And for that, I say this series did absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt, did not need the human parts at all. And by that, I mean the bits with Quan. The bits with Quan made absolute zero sense. It really took me out of the Spartan storyline that they were telling, which was far better than anything going on with Quan. I get, you know, you have to show the human aspect to this fight versus the Spartans and the UNSC. I get that. But honestly, what we got, especially with the humans, and I'm talking about like with Dr. Halsey, with anybody else, you know, Miranda Keys, you know, even with Soren, like there were things in that story with UNSC that could have just made the series up alone. I feel like if you took out all the stuff about Quan, you could have made her like a side character, which she was, but they focused on her a lot and they even presented Quan as if it was going to pay off in a big way. And it didn't. And I was talking to my friend about this where I said, you know, they, they had all this thing with Quan, you know, she's, she has something special about her, you know, there is a lot more there. And then all of a sudden she's nowhere to be found in the finale. You know, she found out about her lineage and everything like that. And all of a sudden, she is nowhere to be found. 
she has she, you couldn't find her anywhere in the finale. Um, I guess that brings us to the UNSC. I personally loved everything from Miranda Keys, which I thought that was amazing. She, her bits and pieces within this, within this universe really helped set up a better story. You know, she was more for the science and her mother, Dr. Halsey, which I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I never really thought about that. Whenever they dropped that, I was like, oh, you know, all right, like she's the mother. I mean, it makes sense. An absent mother, you know, in military, that all ties together very well. But um, let's talk now about Chief. I feel like that's the big talking point here. This series presented the Spartans as mindless drones. You point one direction and you shoot, ask questions later. You know, shoot first, ask questions later. That is the story. That is the whole reasoning behind it. That is what we got out of this series. Discovering that, you know, the Spartans, while they were raised, they were bred, and spoiler, they were abducted as young children and put into the Spartan program. They didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice. They didn't have any say in the matter, or they even had these inhibitor chips or pellets within their body that got rid of any sort of notion of, you know, feelings, emotions, sensibility, you know, that's what it was. And, you know, that's where people got upset about Master Chief. They're like, why is he going off? Like, why isn't he just like the quiet badass that we know from Halo? And if you had just that version of Master Chief, if you just had him, you know, the mindless drone doesn't say much when he talks. It's very far and in between. This series wouldn't have been good. And, you know, that ties into him taking off his helmet. We get a look at his face. I mean, for years it was fabled that we never see Master Chief's face. Never. You know, there were trailers or cinematic trailers that shown the back of his head and, you know, very, you know, shoddy appearance he's made in uh, as of late. But you never seen him. That was the mystique. That was the allure. You know, we just know Master Chief as like the green helmet and the the golden visor. That's it. But I like that they took a uh, like a deep dive into Master Chief, into John. That is the connection that was made here. There is not only Master Chief, Sierra 117, but there is John. There are two separate beings here. And of course, when that chip was taken out, the side of John came out. He discovered more about how Dr. Halsey lied about his upbringing and his family and where he came from. And he was piecing it together. And I love those scenes where he was piecing it together at his old house where Cortana was running the simulation of what was around him. And then he finally pieced it together that she came and took him away as a kid. And I thought he was going to just pop off because he didn't have that restraint anymore. And he was very much just like keeping it to himself, kind of calculating his next move. 
and he kept it going. So a lot of people struggled with this series and all of the steps it took to uh, to find its footing for the story. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl and for that i kind of say this series was kind of separated into like three separate story arcs and that is the one unlocking the secret of the forerunner artifact i feel like that was a major plot point kwan ha's quest or whatever to liberate her planet of madrigal which again i said that was just a kind of like a throwaway story and then a Master Chief's relationship with Doctor Master Chief's relationship with Doctor Halsey, and you know, and the Spartan program, you know, uncovering more. And of course, whenever Master Chief took his inhibitor chip out, the other Spartans started catching on, and you know, that's where Kai took her inhibitor chip out, and it was interesting to see her not telling chief that she took her chip out and like that she knew that there were things going wrong. She had more of a sense of awareness around her. She wasn't just a mindless drone. And then the other two Spartans did not, they abided by the rules and it was just kind of like chief and Kai as their own little like offshoot or their rogue members of the team. But Kai was still good and I just want to talk about this final, like the finale of this series where the tensions like finally reached a breaking point. Halsey was trying to escape the fight between the Spartan group and how Kai was just on a mission on a mission to, I, I thought she was going to kill Halsey. I thought for sure Halsey was cooked when she was running towards her plane, taking off and Kai finally got in there. But of course, you know, she kind of grounded herself and said, you know what, let's let's figure things out here. I also thought the the misdirect there with Kai blowing up on the ship, you know, that was good. I, I was upset. I was like, oh, no, they killed Kai. Like, I was finally starting to like this character. And then all of a sudden, 
she's alive. Now, it's also worth noting Mackie, you know, the weird, um, I don't want to say covenant girl, but like she's more or less, it was shown she was a kid, much like um, John here, Master Chief, taking at a young age. She's like the chosen one of the covenant. And she has a connection to this object, much like Master Chief did. And, you know, did she really need to be there as well? I feel like you have enough story with the Spartan program, with Halsey, you know, with Master Chief discovering more about himself. I feel as if that was enough story. You didn't need to introduce a love interest for Master Chief. Grant you... The story was whatever. It's more or less kind of showing two very sheltered individuals being Master Chief and Mackie to to show them the outside world, that there's more outside their walls that were built up around them at such a young age. And you've seen that whenever she was walking around that little courtyard and she interacts with the dog and it scares her. You know, it was those little story beats that were interesting to me. But... I'm trying to find what exactly people hated about it. Of course, I talked about, you know, the the portrayal of Master Chief, you know, that was all good and well. It's like a 7 out of 10 on IMBD or IMDB and then 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't horrible, but like, you know, it's in the middle. But I personally did not have a problem with this series. I liked the again unsc storyline was perfect i loved everything about it whenever the spartans were on the screen whenever they were in combat combat 2 in this series this series took a lot of liberties with gore with showing deaths i mean in the first couple minutes that whole team group got decimated and yeah they just kind of like said all right we're really um we're going we're going for it we're going to really show combat and um, the blend of showing the POV shots like you're playing the game Halo. Thought that was a good touch. And then we get to the finale. I know there's a few things in the middle that I'm missing, like the arc with Soren, which I thought was great. I didn't trust him at all through this series. I thought he was going to turn. I thought, which there were plenty of times he could have, or it's just the promise he made to Master Chief, you know, to keep uh, uh, Quan Ha safe. But the finale. That final battle was dope. I thought that was peak Halo. Spartans working together. Master Chief just being an absolute weapon. It was perfect. And then we get the shot of him. You know, there was the threat that Cortana was made to override Master Chief at some point And just take over the body. And just be the weapon for Halsey. Be the weapon for the UNSC. And... You know, Cortana herself started getting more of a, a personality, a um, a sense of right and wrong, morality. That's the word. And she made the choice this whole time to not do that and work with Master Chief. And that was the dynamic we got throughout the games. But I feel like at the end, when she took over Master Chief, whenever she took over the body, that is the Master Chief from the games. I feel like this story was kind of like a... Um, a prequel or I'm trying to find the right word, an origin story for the master chief that we see in like all the other halo games, but quiet reserved 
just robotic at some times. That's that's the Master Chief that everyone knows from the Halo games, and that's who we got at the finale. Spoiler. Uh, well, I guess it's too late to talk about that. But, yeah, no, this was an origin story, in my opinion. Yes, there are far more details we got to cover. Is there going to be a season two? How does this tie into the Halo games? Is there going to be a tie in there? References? Or I personally can see them potentially doing a battle pass with all the armor from this game, from all the different Spartans. That'd be cool to do. But let me know what you thought about the Halo series. Overall, didn't think it was bad. I give it like a 7 out of 10, you know. Just for the UNSC plot lines with Halsey and the Spartans alone, I think that warrants a watch. You know, I waited until the whole series was available on Paramount Plus, did the free trial, watched it all, kept it moving. Is this something I go back and revisit? Probably not, unless I just want to see that final three episodes or two where the tensions really boil over and that's when the action picks up. But I don't know, 7 out of 10, not bad. I, I would say... A low seven, not a high one, low one. Action was done well. I liked Master Chief's portrayal personally. I know I'm in the the minority when I say that, but oh well, this is my podcast. I can say what I want. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy Game Break. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Network. I have been Kalo, and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.